Here we go. <laughs> yes, New Year's intentions, first class, Masterful Living 2016. Yay! <laughs> I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. So grateful. So grateful. And we are going to have an amazing year together. This I know. This I intend. I can feel it. It's going to be off the hook. Amazing. And I'm so grateful to take this journey with you. So, let us begin, as we always do, with a prayer and a blessing. So, I invite you to tune within with me. I like to place my hand on my heart, as you probably know. We just dive right in here. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of love. Opening our hearts and opening our minds to the power and the presence of perfect love living through us and as us. So grateful and so thankful to consciously affirm and know that right where we are, we're at the very center of the universe. We're partnered up with the holy self, the higher self, our true nature and our true identity is perfect love. We're taking this breath of love and gratitude and we're opening ourselves to the highest possibility of love revealing itself and unfolding in our heart and in our mind. We're opening ourselves to the unprecedented, unlimited life that we so deeply desire. We are grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to experience true healing. We are dedicating ourselves to the full release of the patterns of negativity, lack, and limitation that simply do not serve our life of love. We're willing to step into the fullness of a life of divine guidance, insight, wisdom, clarity, the truth that sets us free is already pre-installed in our hearts and we are willing to clear away everything that blocks our awareness of the truth. We're willing to clear away the blocks to love and to simply be the love that we already are. So grateful that we're already as holy as holy can be. And so we're allowing this truth to resonate through every aspect of our being and our life and our world. We're beginning again. Hitting the reset button. Emptying the cash. <laughs> we're grateful and thankful to reboot ourselves into a life of extraordinary love, such willingness, so grateful. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We allow it to be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So grateful.
So grateful. And, well, we are going to cover a lot this year, obviously. And we're going to take it all in stride. There's no hurry. And that's one of the really nice things about Masterful Living is we don't have to hurry. We can take our time. And and the fact that we can take our time really contributes to our success, not feeling that we have to whip through things. We can take our time and open our minds really fully, opening our hearts fully to the awareness of love's presence and so this year I'm doing something slightly different. I'm uh, doing four weeks with New Year's intentions because I'm more clear than ever that laying this solid foundation is really going to serve us. And uh, so there are some different pieces that we're going to go over in the next few weeks where um, there are some uh opportunities I'll give you to do some work outside of class and uh, to lay this foundation for the year. Now, uh, just some basics, uh, very little basics about a Masterful Living and how we do Masterful Living because some people are taking New Year's intentions all on its own. But one of the things about Masterful Living is I will give you many, many options of things that you can do, things that you can explore and think about and write about throughout the year. And in your three workbooks, which will be shipped to you uh, later in the month, uh, you'll see there's many writing exercises, many, many tools and things that I'll refer to throughout the year that you can do if you wish. Now, we're all grown-ups in this class, every single one of us. There are no children in this class. Everybody's a grown-up. Everybody's an adult. And so I'm not here to make anybody do anything or be anyone's taskmaster. That does not interest me at all. I'm, I'm here to support you in being inspired to do that which supports you living the life you'd like to live. And so it's up to you to cultivate the willingness and to know what's yours to do and what's not yours to do. But I'm here to help you be discerning about that. So there's nothing really required of you. And some people have repeated Masterful Living three years. There's a number of people that have done this first year three years in a row um, or done it and then come back and a couple of years later and done it again. And uh, the first time, maybe all they do is listen to the classes. That's it. That's all they do. But that makes a difference for them. So the more you invest in it, the more you'll get out of it. It's just like anything else. And so my job is to inspire you and to be here to support you when you have questions and when you'd like help. So this is an opportunity for you to do things a bit differently and to step up a bit more because you're the one in charge of your spiritual growth. And... The work that we do in these first four classes really will build a strong foundation. One of the things that we'll be talking about a couple weeks from now is writing a contract for yourself. 
And this is not one a contract where it's painful if you break it or there's repercussions. It's not like that at all. It's really about laying out a uh, a clear picture of where you'd like to go and what you'd like to experience at the end of the year, how you'd like to feel about yourself and your life and your relationships and your body at the end of the year. And so year after year, we do this, and people tell me, because this is the seventh year of my teaching this class, people tell me at the end of the year that they are amazed that they never thought they could accomplish what they put in their contract. They just never thought it. Just didn't think it was possible. And at the end of the year, they're looking at their contract, and they're like, holy moly, I, I actually did this. This is how I feel about my life now. These things have been done, and they've been done by me. Oh, who would have thought, you see? And so it's about creating a trajectory because it's uh, – and I use this analogy all the time because it just feels so right to me, and Spirit gave it to me. So – when NASA would send a rocket to the moon, they create a trajectory. It's a plan. That's their, their map of how they're going to get from Cape Canaveral in Florida to wherever they're going on the moon. Now, think of it. The Earth is turning, and it's turning on its axis, and it's also rotating, both those things at the same time. And so is the moon. So you're leaving a moving target, going to a moving target. So this is a complex trajectory, right? It's not just like walking from your house to your car where everything is stationary. So you've got a, 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 this complex trajectory. So And there's weather. There are influences upon the uh, rocket all the way there. And um, there's things like uh, you have the initial rocket booster thingies, whatever they are, engines, whatever they're called, uh, that the um, rocket then ejects when the fuel has been used up. And then you've got more boosters, and then probably those get ejected too. And it's so long since I paid any attention to that, I'm not exactly sure how it all works anymore. But um, so all of these things are impacting the trajectory. How heavy a load are you carrying, right? If you're carrying a load of guilt and shame and regret and resentment, if you feel your body is diseased and you're depressed and uh, blaming and all of these things, you've got these dead weights that you're carrying that are drags on the system. All of these things impact your trajectory, how willing you are, how much faith you have, how much belief you have. These are all things that that affect your trajectory. And so as you go through the year and you uh, offload this resentment and that guilt and that shame, and like Miles last year, he said when he started, he didn't even realize he was carrying 100 pounds of shame. And throughout the course of the year, he he dropped most of it. He's living a very different life now. His marriage is 
completely different. People who were in class with him last year heard him sharing deeply about uh, the pain and suffering he was experiencing in his life. He feels completely different about his life now. So all of the, these different things affect our trajectory. So the only way that we can accomplish our goal of going from where we're starting to where we'd like to be is by course correcting all along the way. It's the only way. Just like NASA sending a rocket to the moon, the key to your success is your course correction. It's not your planning. It's your willingness to be in the moment and keep your sights set on where you'd like to be. And this isn't a future fantasizing thing because we are not focused on what it's going to look like when you get there. Because we don't know what it's going to look like when you get there. But we can focus on what's it going to feel like when we get there. What does it feel like to feel prosperous? What does it feel like to feel whole? What does it feel like to feel really authentically loving and compassionate? What does it feel like to have real patience and real willingness? What does it feel like to feel successful and empowered? What does it feel like to go from never being able to find a job that you enjoy to having the job that you love? The, the feeling, we can begin to set our sights on that, if you will, now and have no idea what it looks like, but be moving towards it. If we think we know what it looks like, what happens then is the ego gets attached to that picture. And a lot of times things don't look like the picture. You know, we think that the love of our life is going to look this way or that way, when maybe the love of our life doesn't look like that at all. Has a totally different color skin and hair and eyes and height and weight and fitness level and all kinds of things. But if we get attached to what we think we want, then we won't be available to really what's the highest and best for us. So this is part of our work here is to unhook ourselves from the attachments of what we think will make us happy. In A Course in Miracles, I love it, Jesus says very clearly just to us, you think you know you'll make you'll, will make you happy, but you don't know. You, you really have no idea what will make you happy. You're to <clears throat> Basically, he says you're totally deluded about what will make you happy. So give yourself a big fat break and just stop trying to make yourself happy. Just stop, because you haven't got a clue. Because the only thing that brings lasting happiness is being loving. And loving our God self. Loving the, the presence that we can find in ourselves and we can find in every other being. That we can find in nature and we can find in in pets and 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 uh in mother earth the living loving presence of god placing that and loving that above all else that's the only thing that brings lasting happiness 
So as long as we're attached to how it looks, we're just not available to lasting happiness. Just not available to it. And so this is one of the things, the most radical changes people make over the course of the year is they start to feel happier and happier. They start to feel lighter and better about themselves. It's quite profound how this takes place. And um, because they really begin to shift how they're using their mind and where they're placing their attention. So... Anyone who's feeling unhappy and miserable and desperate and scared is, whether they know it or not, they're focused entirely in the past. They're focused entirely in the past. They really are. And you'll learn to discover when your mind goes into the past and stop it so that you can stop making yourself miserable. And you can stay more and more present to the moment and living in the loving possibilities and the joyful possibilities that are here for us this year. Now, in our class, every year kind of has a theme. And one of the themes that's been uh, really strong for the last couple of years is self-love. Self-love brings so much freedom, and it's something that a lot of people don't have a clue about. And so we will be focusing on self-love this year. And what I've been hearing from a lot of people is that they'd like to experience more joy, more lightness of being. And quite frankly, I could always use more of that myself. I used to I used to not laugh at all. I used to laugh very rarely and only at comedy things. Never just because something struck me funny in life or because I was happy. And now I laugh throughout the day more and more and I'm grateful for that. It's it's really nice to hear my own laughter. And so I'm holding this for everyone that we're going to have a much more joyful life this year and really step into joyful living because that's how we're designed to live. It is how we're naturally supposed to experience our life. So I know that it's possible and when we hold it together, it becomes even more possible, even more real to us. So, one of the things we're going to do now is we're going to start to take stock. And we're going to do this more thoroughly than I've done it in the past. We're going to begin with something. And we have um, uh, in these New Year's Intentions classes, and you'll see, notice throughout the year, that I I welcome students who have been in class with me for several years. So I offered uh, Masterful Living for the first time in year 2009. And uh, I forget how many people there were, maybe 30 people at that time. And then at the end of the year, people said, well, gee, I, I want to keep going. This was awesome. Can you have a year two? So I started a, a year two, and then people wanted to keep going. So I started a year three, and so um, I have people that have been in year three for years because I don't have a year four. 
uh, now I have uh, also a new path where we're studying. Uh, well, it's not that new. I, I did it once before. Um, called Ascension Pathway, where we're studying the teachings of the Masters for people who've already done year one and year two. And so uh, I invite the folks who are doing the year two, three, and Ascension Pathway to come to all the year one classes and to participate because I know that going back to the beginning is essential. And I, that's one of the things I love about it. I go back to the beginning, of course, along with everybody else every year. And it's never boring, never tiresome. It's always got new, uh, insight for me. I always have more clarity every year. It's more interesting and exciting every year for me. So I invite, um, everyone to join us in these classes. And you'll, you'll hear them uh, throughout the year and they can also answer questions for you too. And, um, and they also are the facilitators of the community calls. So there's a lot of wisdom there. There are a lot of people who've been in Masterful Living who have learned so much. And they have so much wisdom and insight and so much love and kindness and gentleness to share. It's extraordinary because I, I've i been in spiritual community for a long time and I've never experienced as much love and compassion as I experience in the Masterful Living community. I've never experienced as much love and compassion and I know that it's because our baseline spiritual practice is non-judgment. And so everyone in these classes is making their own commitment not to judge themselves and not to judge others. And everyone in Masterful Living is intent on releasing the judgment. And as we go through the year, particularly for those who didn't take Finding Freedom, you'll become more and more aware, because this is a key part of Finding Freedom, is the, the realization of just what our judgments cost us just how much pain and suffering they generate and how much uh, expansion they block. And so I'm releasing judgments every day. I've yet to have a day where I'm a complete judgment-free zone. I'm uh, transforming my own heart and mind every single day, every, every day, and joyfully now. And great, so grateful, so grateful that I can give up those opinions and judgments. So one of the things is, is that most people, I find, when beginning this work, and a lot of us are not beginning at all, we've been doing it for decades, uh, there's no question of that, some people have been doing it longer than me, and, uh, but we're beginning our masterful living work again, this year, and so I, I just think of it that way. But in the beginning, there is usually a lack of willingness 
to really look deeply at the causes of our suffering. Instead, it's more convenient to project the causes out into the world and say, well, yes, okay, I think I'm bad and I'm wrong and unworthy of love and undeserving and something's broken, something's uh, just off about me. And yes, those are givens. That's what many people believe about themselves. But the cause of the suffering, they'll often project it outwards and say, well, it's because of my family this or because of my ex that and because of my body this and because of that. These are the causes of my suffering. And um, that's simply, it's not the case. That's an illusion. That's a delusion within the illusion. And uh, it's an opinion, actually, but it's not a fact. And one of the key components to our healing and transformation in this year is the willingness to accept responsibility. And in fact, I'll be talking about this in my radio show tomorrow. So if you listen at all to my radio show, tomorrow's going to be a really helpful one to you to listen to. And, of course, that's free, and if you've never listened to it, you can find the links on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. And so it'll just be more there for you, more teaching about taking responsibility. We'll, we'll get well into that this year. And um, most of us, when we begin this work, that we have an aversion to taking responsibility for our suffering. And we much prefer to lay it on someone else's doorstep and make them the cause of our suffering. But until we take 100% responsibility and recognize that there is zero blame, blame is a tactic of the ego to make people feel guilty, which we don't need at all, doesn't serve us at all, no guilt helps us at all. We've we've learned all we can learn from feeling guilty and ashamed. So it's 100% responsibility, 0% blame. That's our way of masterful living. And we take responsibility by being able to step back and look at things and go, huh, I, I wonder what that's for. It's for my learning, obviously, but hmm, this is interesting. What will I be learning here? And we can learn to do that even when it seems like things are disastrous and deeply upsetting. We can learn to step back from all the opinions and judgments that are causing the deep upset and go, well, here is an amazing opportunity to have a breakthrough. Just look how much energy is encoded into this. I feel so triggered by this. I must be on the verge of an amazing breakthrough. And that's what I'm claiming. So we're going to learn to move into that mindset and walk it every day. And that is so transformative. Because then we start to move very quickly in our awakening. So we're going to begin here with some taking stock exercises. And so here's where you're going to uh, wish to have a pen and a paper and 
to be able to take some notes, and you're going to want to hold on to these notes, and then when you have your workbook, you can transfer that into your workbook. So, uh, but for now, I'm going to ask you to set all your things aside, and I'll also mention that uh, some people just naturally, they feel uncomfortable just being focused on listening to the class, and they feel more comfortable multitasking. And I understand that for, um, I, I do like to listen to things while I'm um, walking and uh, exercising and those kinds of things, uh, doing contemplative type activities, folding the laundry, doing the dishes. These can be very contemplative, meditative activities. Uh, and now we don't plow the fields very often. We don't churn the butter very often. Uh, but those kinds of activities are can be very zen-like, very meditative activities. And these days we, we have less and less of that because we have so much of that kind of activity done for us. And... Um, so one of the things that will greatly improve your experience in the classes is some people only listen to the classes while they're driving to work. And I understand that. But there are times when that won't serve you, that you won't be able to do the meditations and things that will be offered throughout the year. And uh, it's all you're doing is listening in the car while you're working out. Um, so n not that you shouldn't listen in the car while you're working out, but just to be mindful that there will be times when that won't serve you. There's also a tendency sometimes, I think, for people who sit and listen at the computer on the webcast um, that or the podcast that uh, to be multitasking and surfing the web. And um, I'll just tell you, I'm a queen of multitasking. And uh, I have learned that I cannot hear anything deeply when I'm multitasking with things like that. I just, all the nuances that my higher self, the Holy Spirit, are able to point out to me will not be noticed by me if I'm multitasking. By doing things like surfing the web and organizing things, things that really require my conscious thought. Whereas uh, doing things like walking and listening, because my body is moving, it's... Uh, it's focused on that. Sometimes my mind can be so laser focused on what I'm listening to. And so you know your style of learning and what best suits you. Give yourself your best chance this year. Really give yourself that gift. You'll be so glad that you did. Every year at the end of the year when I talk to the people that have um, really given it their best, they're so happy. <laughs> they're so happy. There's no going back for them. 
they are just thrilled at what they've accomplished and what even more than that, even more than their happiness at what they accomplished, they're so excited about what else is coming. And now they know they can live a life that they love. And they're so excited to open up that door even more. And that precious gift is one that only you can give to yourself. And it's just literally little drips a day will make a difference. Because if just think of that course correction on the way to the moon. Those little course corrections are going to be pretty small when you're traveling the distance. And the trip to the moon is like the trip to a year, throughout the year. Little, little shifts will make a complete difference in where you land at the end of the year. And if you listened to uh, the 2016 Path of Healing, the free class that I did, where so many of the students shared, and there were people from year one, two, and three sharing there. I invite you, if you haven't listened to it, to go and listen to it. Um, you can find it on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. 2016, Your Path of Healing and Transformation. It's called, it's free. And um, in there, I remember one of the themes of what people were sharing was that they didn't do everything in the class, but they did, they learned to just do something every day. Say a prayer, take 60 seconds, say a prayer, center themselves, something. They listened to a class, part of a class. They did something every day. And that's what kept them in it. And that's what did it for them, to have life-changing results. So, all right. So by now, I think you've all got your pen and your paper. So you can just put them to your side, and we're going to turn within. You'll need those in a couple of minutes, but not yet. So I'm going to invite you to turn within, take a deep breath. We're going to take stock here of some of our investments. So taking stock of your investments. As we're taking these deep breaths, I'm inviting you to just tune into your heart and think about your experience today, a typical day, over the course of the last couple of days. If you're listening live, it's Monday, just had the weekend. And so I'm going to invite you to bring to mind some memories. We're going to look at the past here for a minute. And I'm going to ask you to bring to mind particular memories just for the purpose of bringing them into our awareness, into our attention. So these are where we're going to, throughout the year, do some deep healing work and release patterns related to these feelings. So this is part of our healing process. 
So the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is think of something that you feel ashamed about, particularly something that comes up on a regular basis that you feel ashamed about, maybe something that you have felt ashamed about for a very long time. Just bring it into your awareness. Know what it is. And then we take a breath. And we let it go. And now I'm going to ask you to bring into your mind a feeling that you have where you blame someone else. Something that really bothers you and you blame someone else for it. Something that maybe you've carried for a long time, comes up on a regular basis you blame others about. And we're going to let it go and take a deep breath. And something, bring something into your mind that you feel guilty about. Something that you feel guilty about. Maybe you've felt that guilt for a very long time, comes up on a regular basis. What is that thing you feel guilty about? And we take a breath. Letting that go. And then bringing into our mind something that we feel angry about. Maybe we've felt angry about it since we were children. Very long time. Something we still feel angry about every time it comes up. We can feel the anger. It's right there. Something that we feel angry about. We take that breath. And we let it go. And next, something we feel jealous or envious about. Maybe it's a person we're just, oh, we always feel jealous about their life. Feel envious. Someone you feel jealous of. Something you feel jealous about. Something that you get triggered whenever you see anyone else with this. Something you've been jealous about for a long time. And we take that breath. Let that one go. The next thing is something we feel hurt about something it's a deep hurt a real wound perhaps that we've carried for a very long time gets triggered frequently we don't always want anyone else to see it or maybe we wear the hurt on our sleeve so that so to speak what is the hurt that bothers us so much What does that hurt? And then we take a breath. And we let that one go. The next one is a worry. Some people have been worrying about the same things for many, many years. Something that is a worry that comes up again and again and again and again, doesn't seem to go away. Something you're worried about. 
What is it you're worried about? And we take that breath. And we let that one go. And then there's a doubt. Maybe it's a doubt that we've had for a long time. It's always there nagging at us. Some great big doubt. Doubting yourself. Doubting someone else. What is that doubt? One that comes up again and again. And we take that breath. And we let it go. And then the next one, we've got a few more here. The next one is resentment. What is the resentment? Maybe it's one that you've carried most of your adult life or since you were a child. Strong resentment that gets triggered whenever you think about it. Still feeling resentful. Still upsetting you. What is that resentment? We take a breath. We let it go. Two more. Regret. Is there a regret? Is there something that you deeply regret? Something that you did or didn't do and now there's this great regret. It haunts you. What is that regret? And we take a breath and we let it go. And then is there a fear? Some fear that comes up on a daily basis. Maybe it's been there for a very long time. Fear getting triggered over and over and over again. Maybe you feel like you live in fear. What is this fear? What is this fear that's so familiar? And we take that breath. And we let it go. And so in this moment now, we say a prayer. And call upon the higher Holy Spirit self. Call upon the living, loving presence of God calling upon the angels, the ancestors, the ascended masters, the beings of love and light, the company of heaven and all that is holy, to walk with us and talk with us and to assist us in fully relinquishing all of this misuse of our energy, all the causation, whatever the root cause is of all these upsets, releasing it back, to the root cause so that we never experience it again. We're willing to cut all cords to the the root cause and to surrender it. We're willing to have a healing, to let these opinions and judgments 
be permanently dissolved and resolved so that we never experience them again. And we're sharing the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our willingness, our clarity, our love with everyone because we're one with them. We're so grateful and so thankful to harvest the healing, to relinquish the judgments, and to move on. So grateful to simply let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 As you go through this year, you're going to recognize that our job is not to figure out how are we going to let it go, but simply to allow it to be lifted off of us. So we're beginning that now. We're beginning it with these things. So now I'm going to invite you to, we're going to make some notes here. So uh, you can take your pen and your paper. We're going to make some notes. And all you're going to need is just two or three words to remind yourself later what was the memory that came up today. So just the one memory that came up today in each of these categories. So I'm going to review the categories with you so you can write down just a couple words to remind you what it was that came up. So the first one was shame. What was the memory? Just writing a few notes to yourself there. And the next one is blame. Blame. And the one after that is guilt. Something you feel guilty about. What was the thing that came up? And then anger. So we have shame and blame and guilt and anger. And then jealousy. Something you're jealous about. And then hurt. What's that old hurt? That old wound. And then worry. Is there a constant recurring worry? What is that worry? And then doubt. What is that doubt?
And then resentment. What is the resentment? That festering resentment. And then regret. Is there a regret? What is the regret? And fear. What is the fear? So I'll read the list again. And remember it's about really the the just one. This one in each category. So shame, blame, guilt, anger. Jealousy, hurt, worry, doubt, resentment, regret, and fear. Let's take that breath again together, and I'm going to invite you to turn within. Place your hand on your heart. Close your eyes. And really move into your heart. We're going to partner up again here with the higher Holy Spirit self, the I am that I am. And what we're looking for is a number. We're looking to have it come into our awareness. What is the percentage out of 100%? What is the percentage of the energy that you have to live your very best life today that is invested in holding on to these 11 memories and managing your upset on a daily basis? What percentage of the energy that you have to live your very best life is invested on a daily basis in holding on to these memories and managing the upset you feel about them? Managing and coping with the circumstances, the situation. How much, what percentage of your life force, your energy, do you on a daily basis invest in just these 11 memories? And I'm asking you to write down whatever number it is that you get. Just what's your intuition tell you? What does your higher self tell you? What is that number? What is that number? Then I'm going to ask people to raise their hand and share. So in our system, uh, one thing you'll want to remember this year is star two to raise your hand. Star two to raise your hand. And then I can see you and call on you. 
And if you're listening on the webcast, you can type in uh, your number there and I can read it for you. So, got a couple people raising their hands here. Great. And uh, let's see here. It says Anand. Hey there. Hello. Can you hear me? I hear you. Oh, hi. Hey. What's your number, Anand? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. And and so, you know, and are you realizing that this isn't even everything you're angry about, everything you feel sad about, everything you feel regret about? It's not everything. It's just one in each of these 11 categories. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. I didn't think about the, <laughs> I didn't think about the, um, the mountain. About I, This is the tip of the iceberg, probably. Yeah. <laughs> So can you see that doing this work this year of really clearing this stuff out, because that's what we're going to do, is uh, it'll give you your whole life back. I sure hope so. I have so many doubts about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's a great place to start. It really is. You know, I'll tell you, um, back when I was learning how to meditate, I I couldn't have an inhalation and an exhalation without a thought coming into my mind. My mind was just, I would go to meditation, silent meditation retreats, and if people could hear my mind, it was like this. You know, I was like the original monkey mind, and I just, I relaxed into it, and I said, this is awesome, because if this is where I'm starting, I can only improve, and there will be a day when I'll be teaching meditation, I'm sure of it, and I'll be able to tell people when I started, I could not even have an inhalation <laughs> and have a quiet mind, and so people will be like, oh, well, gee, that's where I'm starting, and they'll be like, oh, well, she's done it, I can do it too, and uh, so... May may the same be true for you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And, you know, I'll also just mention on that subject of meditation, I am going to share a wonderful meditation this year that's very simple to do uh, that will be coming up and um, that's very healing and just very, very simple. And um, I remember one time I went to a... Uh, it was like a day-long meditation thing that had seatings every 30, or not seatings, but like every 30 minutes, the uh, uh, person in leading the meditation would say a prayer, and uh, so people would come and go on the half hour and things like that. And um, so I was sitting there for a few hours and enjoying it. It was near Easter. It was Good Friday or something like that. And I, I heard someone come in and sit in front of me in the silence. And um, something made me curious. And so I opened my eyes after maybe 20 minutes or so, just was looking around. And I noticed that the person who came and sat in front of me was my teacher, Michael Beckwith. And um, so, and he was sleeping. <laughs> He was, his head was bobbing. He was definitely sleeping. His head was like on his chest, you know. 
and who knows, you might have been drooling. We've all been there, right? <laughs> and so I, I literally, like, I raised my hands in victory in the silence in the sanctuary, <laughs> and I just went, yes, my teacher is sleeping in meditation. There's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's why I'm so frank about I'm not a judgment-free zone yet, but I aspire to be, and this is the year. So we're doing it together, Anand. Okay, well, I just wanted to let you know my name is Anand. Anand, thank you. You're welcome. It means it's, uh, you know, in Hinduism we talk about Anand being bliss, and I don't know if you've heard of Ananda or any of those Yes, yes. So that's that's what my name is. I just wanted to share that. Thank you. um, Well, that makes it easy to remember, too. Ananda, yes. I did a retreat at the Ananda Center in... uh, uh, California a few years ago. Okay, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and where, where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Bloomington, Illinois. Beautiful. Well, welcome, Anand. Thank you. It's Anand. <laughs> Anand. Oh, again, thank you. All right. Well, feel free to keep correcting me. <laughs> I will. I've tried it. My mom told me when I was really young, she always told me to correct people when they uh, definitely. my name. Definitely. So I, I, I don't want you to feel uh, uh, bad about that. Ah, great. Okay. Thank you. All right. Here we go. We've got Susan raising her hand here, and then Linda after that. Hey, Susan. Hi. Hi. My number is 90%. Yeah. Which just blows me away. Ah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I used to do a New Year's Intentions workshop um, uh, every year when I lived in Los Angeles. I used to do one at the Bodhi Tree. And um, in the room, the average number in the room was always about 80%. So that these high numbers are perfectly normal. And the only way that 80% could be the average is obviously if there were some people that have very low numbers that would skew the numbers. So um, I, I think 90, 90 is pretty typical. It okay. really is. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the year. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. And we've got Linda here raising her hand. So Linda's just starting year three. So this is your third time doing this, Linda. What's your number this year? I got 68%. So I'm like jumping up and down in my skin. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, yes, 68%. (laughs) You know, only a couple more years and I might be at 50 so yeah. I'm, really, I'm really happy with that number because it was way higher last year. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you really are feeling that progress. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, All right. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. And we've got someone I'm not sure here in California. Uh, phone number ends in 9280. Hello, that's me. It's hey. uh, Alexa. Hey, she might be Alexa. Alexandra. Okay. <laughs> Hello. I see an A. So, okay. Welcome, Alexa. Thank you. And what was your number? I was at 80, 80%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
a little lower feel? than the last few weeks. It's, it feels very high to me, but I um, am very, very happy to be doing this and, and hopeful that it will lower. Excellent. Yep, I'm sure that it will. Absolutely. All right. Great. And we've got Sean raising her hand here. Hey, Sean. Hi, Jennifer. I got, I only got 50%, and I'm not sure that, I'm kind of doubtful that's the number I should have gotten, but that's what I got. Do you remember what you got last year? Because Sean's in year two. I have no idea. I'm going to have to go back and look at my notes from last year, but I don't even remember what I got. Yeah. Well, what what, what would you guess? Well, I, I still feel 50%, but I guess because everybody else had higher numbers, maybe I'm not looking at it correctly, well, although there's no correct way. Yeah, but what would your guess be that it was a year ago? I think about 80. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Sean, you put the pedal to the metal last year. You really did. Yeah, I feel like I did a lot, but you I have did. a lot more to do. Well, you, you, you built a lot of momentum. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. So 50% feels good to me. Okay, oh. me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, Sean. And Nicole's raising her hand here. She's in year two. Hey, Nicole. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I just wanted to respond to Sean because I, I also had 50% is what came up for me. Uh-huh. And that surprised me as well, but... um. I feel like I actually, when I was going through all the different categories, when anger came up, I couldn't even think of, like, a memory that I have that's recurrent for anger. So oh, I feel high like... Five, high five to you, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like last year was really so impactful. So I think that... Um, I think that my number last year was like 90 or something like that. And I had a lot of very specific memories that I knew were coming up over and over again. And this year it's much more general things um, mm. that kind of just, um, I don't know, just hang around and sort of sit in the back of my mind. But it's not like mm. specific things that come up that are, you know, constant um irritations or mm-hmm. or cause me anger or whatever. Um so So is that is that really different from a year ago? Yes, very different. Yeah. A year ago I had like really specific things like this person did this to me and this happened and all all of these very specific memories of things that I blamed people for or um things that I was resentful about or um, and now it's just kind of like, um, you know, like my fears are more general. Like I'm afraid of dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not like I, I don't have like a specific thing that keeps 
coming up over and over again that somebody did to me or that I um, can't let go of because I feel like so much of the work that we did last year worked on all of that stuff. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So good. Yep. It's so important to – thank you uh, for sharing that, Nicole – and uh, we're going to go to Cindy here. And I just want to say uh, it's so important that these uh, students who have done this work before are sharing their results because it makes it tangible. It makes it real. Because I can make a claim in an email or on a website, and but it's it's real people are saying, oh, wow, I'm, I, I've changed even more than I realized. That's, that's when you know. Like, this is really happening because one of the things that when I talk to, uh, do the one-on-ones at the end of the year, a lot of people, if I ask them, do you remember how you felt a year ago, they actually can't remember because they've shifted so much that the pain, they they don't have the same connection to it anymore. And it's like uh, women, this is why women have more than one child because they can't remember how painful it really was. You know, that we don't have the ability to really recall the pain and suffering. Like, I remember that I was miserable and suicidal, but I honestly cannot remember how it felt. I don't, I don't have a connection to how it felt anymore. Uh, but I just do remember that I felt horrible, 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 desperately afraid uh, and uh, hopeless, completely hopeless and helpless. But I... Don't remember what it that felt like. I just don't recall. I I can't get to it. Uh, and fortunately, I don't have a need to. <laughs> so I'm glad. Um, okay, Cindy. Hi. Hey. Hey. I'm uh, sitting here wondering if I have trouble getting in touch with my feelings <laughs> because. Oh, you're in the right place then. Uh, because I had a hard time coming up with any of these. Mm. Um, thinking of anything and when I look at my list it's all stuff that happened or I experienced but I really don't think about it very much anymore um, um, so I, I and my number was really low so I don't know I have done a lot of work but I'm certainly not feeling like I'm um, I, I you know I signed up for this class for a reason right yeah, well, you know, so too. Do you ever have anybody with low numbers or just having difficulty oh, yeah. thinking of? Okay. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, maybe they don't speak up. So thank you right. for being the voice of that because people don't speak up because they think, oh well, gee, maybe something's wrong with me. I don't have the same experience as them, but um, in I would say that in many ways, you know, you you might be like a lot of people, and certainly I have felt that that way in my life. And um, for me, I, I was very disconnected from my feelings. And one of the things that we do in Masterful Living is we learn how to feel our feelings in a way that's really productive. And uh, not to get caught in them and dwell in them and soak and saturate ourselves in them, but to use them for the rocket fuel 
to uh, do the transformative work at the level of the mind. And um, one of the very, very common things that um, we deal with in Masterful Living, too, is what I call the spiritual bypass. Uh, many call it the spiritual bypass. And it's um, for those of us who've done a lot of work and studied a lot, uh, we uh, can be very intellectual and we can get very disconnected from our feelings. And we can have something really intense happen and our mind does a bypass over it and says, it's all good. It's all good here in God's neighborhood. And um, I can just bless this and move on. And then we don't actually experience our feelings. And our feelings are to help us to pay attention to the thoughts that we're thinking. So uh, many of us, my, myself included, is I used to be um, so emotional as a kid, so emotional and so volatile that I learned that my emotions were bad, 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 wrong, 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 wrong. And so I learned to be very stoic. And, um, uh, and then I had to go through a lot of healing work to just be able to allow myself to feel my feelings. And so um, there's so there's many different reasons why people are uh, not experiencing feelings and feel disconnected from them. And um, it's to me, it's really normal. Yeah, that sounds what you just described as my childhood. That it was, it was. We always were expected to just kind of bounce back. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a lifetime of that. So I struggle with that, and and um, and then studying the Course of Miracles over the last six years. Mm. Um, you know, it's just, it's all about, you know, not doing the blame game and the shame game and the guilt and letting go of it all. Mm-hmm. And, and I've really been working with that. And but, you know, I wonder if I've I've always I've never ever known what exactly I'm trying to heal. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what. One of the things I teach in Masterful Living is we don't have to figure it out. We can allow the healing, and we we don't have to have real clarity about what it is. But we can say, I recognize there's a block here. Yeah. Where the block came from, how it got there, how long it's been there, don't have that information. And fortunately, we do not need that information in order to have a healing. Perfect. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big relief. The ego likes to know where did it come from, who's to, to blame for it. And, you know, how long has it been there? Like these facts will somehow alleviate the suffering, but they don't. So we, we just go right to whatever the root cause is, I'm done. Um, and so you'll, you'll see it's very effective. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, Jennifer. Yeah, me too, Cindy. <laughs> yeah, thanks for raising your hand. Thank you. And we've got Deb here, and then I'm going to go to the people who wrote in. Hey, Deb. Hey Jennifer. Hi. 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 I got fifty percent. So Woo-hoo. I was kind of shocked. But it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Last wonderful. year it was ninety, so 
And it's a big shift. I'm grateful for that big shift. That is a big shift. Yeah. And I glanced at last year's list and this year's list, and there are some things that are still there that were there last year. So, like, Uh please work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but just some. That's that's nice to know. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So going to the written in here. Let's see. We've got Elizabeth in Massachusetts says sixty percent, and somebody wrote in one percent. Nice. Uh, Robert writes in 10%. Hey, Robert. Uh, Lauren, 5 to 10%. Very nice. Pat, 85% in that normal zone. <laughs> and Lynn, I had 100%. Seems like since I signed up for Maths for Living, things are showing up more in my face. For me, sometimes I find myself letting go of things and not thinking about them for some time, and then a similar situation will show up for me, and I will feel that same feeling and belief show up for me. Perhaps I'm just managing and coping. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like um, there's some deep healing that can happen to let go of those things permanently and heal them back to the root cause, and that's that's what we're about here. Great. Diane writes in, hi, Jennifer. At first I got 80%, but when I reflected more, I got 70%. Last year, I remember I got 80%, so I feel that I am spending a bit less now than last year. I think it's because this year I've developed more awareness of when I'm becoming attached to all these negative thoughts and think of them over and over. Last year, I learned how to stop myself from obsessing so much on the negativity, and so my number is coming down a bit. I'm so happy to realize this, even though I have to work at stopping myself many times each day. Thank you, Jennifer, and Masterful Living for all the support last year. It's from Diane Brothers in Vancouver, Canada. Yes. Thank you, Diane. Yes, so nice to see the difference. And uh, writes... I identify with Cindy. I scored really low. I'm totally aware that before I took Finding Freedom last summer, I would probably have said 90%. That course really, really taught me to ask for healing and not to indulge in such emotions. I, too, know I have much, much more to learn, and every day I will have many things suddenly come up. But I stop right then and pray not to judge. Whether or not I have a block, I do not know. Good for you, Anne. That's it. We do the work, and it works. Yes. Kevin writes in 80%. All right, 80%. Oh, what did I just see there? I'll tell you a little something. Kevin, your email says Haddle, and I don't know where that comes from, but (laughs) my goddaughter's mother calls me Haddles. That's her nickname for me. And so uh, my goddaughter and her sister, their only name for me is Haddles. So um, sometimes when we're out with other people, other people will look at me and go, Haddles? Is that your name? I thought your name was Jennifer. I'm like, well, to them it's Haddles. So anyway, I just 
notice that. Desiree says 75%. Yes. And Sue writes in 20%. Okay. Nice. I'm not sure if it's Corinne or Corrine. 60%. Thanks for sharing, Cindy. Maybe I disconnected too. All right. 60% for Corinne. Well, there you have it. You can see what those numbers are. Oh, we've got a few more hands raised here on the phone. Uh, so we'll do these, and then uh, I'm going to give you an assignment to work on over the week if you choose. And uh, I'm going to play a song. I'll pray us out. And here we go. We've got Lori. Hey, Lori. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I hear you perfectly. Um, thank you so much for creating this class. And I... I'm 100% on all 11 issues that I came up with. However, um, I, I've done, like you said, um, in many of your talks that I've listened to, I have had the knowledge and been received A Course in Miracles back in, I think, 1979 or 80, right off the presses from a foundation of inner peace, a gift from a friend who knew all of a lot of people, including Jerry Dampolsky. Anyway, fast forward. I um, I've taken a lot of transformational workshops, including landmark education, and I could go on and on. And and I, it has changed my life. But every time I've popped in, and I, I haven't been a consistent student of A Course in Miracles. However, I've popped in and out of it all these decades. Um, Fifty nine now, just as of December nineteenth, mm-hmm. and. Um, and last year, and just this last year in 2015, I made a decision to do the lessons every day. Mm-hmm. And I found um, a cheat sheet listening to a foundation for inner peace. I don't know who the man's voice is or whatever, but I can listen to him every day. And then just, you know, contemplating and doing the exercises best I can, not perfectly, but I did listen to every single lesson and practice them my best I could every day. And I, I believe that once you sign a course, your course begins. And, and, I um, have resisted turning my will over to God since I was mm-hmm. a little itty bitty girl, and I know, you know, I know for sure. And and I'm, I actually maybe some of you guys have heard that uh, or watched that movie it came out a couple maybe three years ago called American Hustle. Well, I was a victim to one of those, and I lost a lot of money and like everything, everything I have, and, and mm-hmm. including borrowing money from my mom to keep it going. And anyway, I actually, a couple of days ago, it's been scary as anything to forgive my friend who got us involved with the perpetrator. And and my friend keeps saying, oh, we're going to pay you back. But he, it's like it's never going to happen. It's too much money. It's like he's not, anyway... So I'm like, you know what, I have to forgive that and let go and let God because it's not money. You know, I have to, so I don't know if I'm 100% actually now, you know, having you guys listen to me because mm-hmm. because I don't know if I've given up the idle money yet. And because um, I can picture myself in my home going, hearing the Holy Spirit say, let it go. Right. <laughs> 
And I didn't hear myself this time with the feeling. It's the feeling. There's no words there. But the feeling, if I put it into words, was, no, I don't want to. (laughs) No, I don't want to. He owes me. (laughs) And I don't want to owe anyone, and I don't want anyone to owe me. And so I'm so grateful to be in this class. Thank you so much. And uh, Yeah. There's roots. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pulling weeds. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, and I I totally understand that that resistance to forgive and the only way to look at it is it's not about saying it was okay. It's not about that. It's only about setting ourselves free from the pain of judging. Hmm. You know, and there's something encoded into every experience that's for our highest good, but we can't get to it. It's like the treasure is remains hidden until we say, okay, I'm willing to release the meaning I made of it. And then once we, which is the opinion, once we're willing to release the meaning we made of it, then we can harvest the treasure that's encoded in it for us. And so, and it, it's always about self-forgiveness. It's always about, you know, if you boil it right down, I would bet you, Anything, Lori, that the 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 person to forgive is Lori. Yeah. Yeah. For having made those choices, but the thing is, is at the time, you you made the best choice you could make. You know, and I think everything you just said brought me to pulling some more of the roots of that and. I really get that all of us were greedy in that project. They called it the private yeah. project. And yeah. all of us, and, and I was holding myself outside of that circle, and and um, and yet, yeah, everything's coming to me, wanting to have financial freedom and not have to do any work. <laughs> Just play in the world as my big sandbox and, and not have to worry about money, but not have to work for the money. You know, not have to contribute to receive that compensation, if you will. You know, the law of the the what is it, the law of compensation, something all these laws in the universe are as true as Mother Nature is true. It's so interesting. And um yeah, so I I think one other big root was the why. Why would someone do that? And yet I'm part of that doing that. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I had a forgiveness episode that was like that, where there was a a scheme to make money when I was in my 20s, and um, I invested in it, and it literally went sour the very next day. So, it was, and I went back to my friend, and I said, hey, this thing totally collapsed. Um, can I have my money back? And he said, no, I worked really hard for that money. I'm like, you did? Because I just gave it to you yesterday, and all we did was have one or two conversations about it. I didn't see any working really hard about it. And he, he was like, well, you're not getting your money back. And I was like, dude, we go to church every Sunday together. What do you mean? Like, you really aren't going to give me my money back? And he said, no. And I just was like, okay, well, I can be bitter or I can move on. 
but you know it it uh it was it definitely was a life lesson definitely was a life lesson and i got to tell you he was up for a part in a show my friend was directing and um my friend heard about it and he's like well <laughs> that guy's not getting a job now and i you know i didn't wish him ill or anything like that but no. it was like what goes around comes around i don't have yep. to be in charge of anybody's retribution and i'm so no. glad i'm so glad i can just wash my hands of trying to teach anybody anything it's all that, and I'm a teacher, and I well, I don't I don't have to teach anyone anything. I just share, and people can learn what they learn. Well, you just helped me pull some more roots out of saying that because my next step is take responsibility for and own my healing by calling my friend and telling him that I forgive the loan, forgive him and the loan and everything and his person he got into business with that was the Hustler. There you go. Have you read Disappearance of the Universe? The what? The what? <laughs> Disappearance of the Universe? No, not yet. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing that changed Gary Renard's life. He, he was suing a friend over money, and he decided to drop the lawsuit, and his whole life opened up for him. Mm. And that, that's right in the first few pages. Well, I think I'll get that. I think it was enough um, uh, enough pages to read in a, in the Course in Miracles. And I'm like, what? There's another book? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, and you, you might also find my radio show helpful tomorrow because it's all about responsibility. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look that up right away after this call because I do want to be on. What time does it go? Uh, 8 o'clock Pacific. Sweet. Perfect yep. timing for me. Thank Great. you. All right. Thank you, Thank you Lori. <laughs> We've got Rainbow. Last one here. Patiently waiting. Rainbow, new mom. Hello. Yes. Hello, hello. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going? How, how's life with the baby? It's wonderful. Yeah, it's just really, really awesome. Happy and in love. Ah, <laughs> so nice. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I got um, 60% this year, and I'm looking back at, in my workbook. And when I first did this in, in two years ago in 2014, I had 40%. And then what I remember is that what I discovered through that year is it really was like 80 or more. Um, uh-huh. But I was you know, definitely related to what Cindy shared tonight and what the, you know, the past couple of years for me has really been uncovering all of those um, thought patterns that were so subtle um, yet were really running my life that I wasn't even aware of um, because I, too, would just, like, not even know what I was feeling or thinking or why. And, you know, like just really getting in touch with that from that place, um, you know, because my whole life being that, happy, positive person and just like, it's all good, it's all good. And so I, that's definitely been my journey. And so I was pleased with the 60% and knowing that um, there's still more to uncover and just reflecting on where I was. And I think I even remember two years ago, like the first number that came to me, I was like, I don't know, maybe 20%. And then hearing other people share, and I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's more like 40%. You know, I'm like kind of 
you know, being swayed by that conversation. And um, and then I made a note, really later discovered really 80%. So it's it's, it's a, a, a wonderful uh, journey here. And the other thing that just came to mind is I remember when I was at the retreat with you and um, processing some of that as well. And um, we you, you gave me the nickname Perfect Storm. As opposed to rainbow, right? So sometimes I'm also <laughs> a perfect storm, and it's okay to feel my feelings and not be perfect, you know, in, in that way, but be that perfect storm of whatever I'm feeling. So grateful Aww. for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. grateful for that memory, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. Thank you, and congratulations again, Rainbow. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, and I saw here that... Uh, not sure how to pronounce it, but Karan, Karen, uh, is um, uh, 72%. <sighs> All right. So I am going to uh, go on a little bit long here. I try to keep the class between an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half. But um, here is what I'm going to invite you to do this week. And now remember, you're laying the foundation for the whole year. So this is a time when uh, do do your best to invest some time each day in this. Remember, just some time each day. Don't have to make your you know make it into uh, a full time job. The more you put in, the more you'll get out. So putting something in builds that discipline. So what I'm inviting you to do is to either make notes in your phone. Some people do that. I like to make notes in my phone. It's very handy for me thanks to my computer, uh, and uh, you can do that, or you can carry a little notebook with you, but start to pay attention to when you get upset. What is it that you are thinking when you get upset? Don't make it wrong. Just go, oh, good, I can get some more uh, insight here. What is it I'm really thinking? And you'll start to notice that every time you're upset, You're thinking a thought that's not true. What is that thought that you're believing that's not true? These are the weeds that we're going to pluck out. So starting to write them down brings them into your awareness. A little bit of writing it down, you'll start to become more aware and more aware. It's like pulling a thread on a sweater. Now, when you're doing this work on your own or you don't feel like you have a a, a good uh, structure to do the work in, it can be terrifying to do it. Like, oh, my God, my whole house is going to fall apart. But I'm here to tell you that, that that won't be the case here, that, yes, some things may fall fall apart, but n- new structures that support the life you really want to live will come forward. So we have to let go of what's not working. We have to move out of the ramshackle house in order to move into our father's mansion. So that's what we're doing. We're moving out of the ramshackle uh you know, falling apart place that we built, we're going to move into our the Father's mansion. Or, uh, I used to, couldn't bear calling God the Father. Now, it's these, some of these phrases from Jesus really uh, work so well. And one of the things he said was, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. So, in, indeed, there, and there's a mansion uh, for us to live in, in our Mother, Father, God's house. And it's built perfectly for us. 
That's where we're headed. Now, another thing that's really, I'm really asking you to pay attention to on a, and you can only do this on a daily, moment by moment basis. So one thing would be to start to take stock at the end of the day. Set aside five or ten minutes of quiet time and look at how did you really invest yourself during the day without blame, just noticing, well, I spent three hours watching television. Just noticing, well, why did I spend three hours? Because I was so exhausted. That's all I could do. You know, just noticing what's really happening there. Well, I spent two hours talking on the phone with people because I felt like I had to talk to them. Otherwise, uh, they'll be mad at me. Okay. Uh, you know, I spent just really looking at how are you investing your time because one of the things that I know you'll prove this year is that spiritual practice saves time. And people think that they don't have any time. And it's very common for spiritual students to say, if I had a lot of time, I would meditate for an hour and I would do all these things. But then they have a chunk of time. They get laid off from their job. They have plenty of time. Or they break a leg and they're laid up and they uh, are on disability. But they, they don't do those things that they said they would do. They just fill the time with a bunch of fluff and nothing and uh, wasting their energy in a sense. Um, so paying attention to where you're investing your time, your attention, your energy so that you can redirect it. And you'll believe me, by the end of the year, you'll be redirecting it into things that you enjoy, that you feel excited about, that you're uh, loving, and you'll be amazed at the difference. You'll be amazed if you do the work. You'll be amazed. If you don't do the work, you won't be so amazed. Uh, but still, you'll you'll have shifts happening. So, all right. So there's there's your your assignment for the week, uh, should you choose to accept it. Very simple, just make notes, pay attention. And the more you can actually write it down, physically write it down, the more your awareness will grow. Because that every time you write something down, it's a demonstration of your willingness to shift how you're living into the way that's going to support the life you love. All right. So... Let us pray, and then I'm going to play a song. This is something I started to do last year at the end of class. There are so many songs I love that really deeply inspire me, and uh, I love to share them with you. So I'm inviting you to turn within here right now. Once again, we are partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self and taking that breath of love and gratitude, our hand on our heart. We are willing. We are declaring our willingness. We are going forward in this willingness. We're going forward. We're not alone anymore. We're grateful and thankful to go with magnificent beings of love and light. And we're on a journey of awakening, a journey of deep healing and transformation. We are grateful and thankful to set a trajectory of love, compassion, kindness, joy, our freedom, prosperity, abundance, healing. So grateful to open up our creativity, 
the clarity of our mind. We're on a journey of purification, so grateful and thankful to let go of the things that no longer serve our precious and beautiful life of love. We're willing to live that life now. We're grateful and thankful to allow all the healing to simply be. We let it be. We know it's done. And we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I am going to play a song. It's, uh, if you're in the sacred circle, you would have heard it in there. And it's called Come Whoever You Are. It's by Jennifer Ruth Russell. You can uh, go to her website. She has wonderful music. She's a very dear friend of mine. And she was in the first year of Masterful Living, the very first year, and um, she wrote this song in the first year of Masterful Living back in 2009. It's on her CD called One with the One, and uh, it's one of my favorite songs, my favorite forgiveness song, and uh, she wrote the music, and Rumi, the Sufi poet Rumi, wrote the words. It's called Come Whoever You Are. <laughs> 